Hi, I'm Richard Epcar, and you're listening to Byte. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Button Mash. This week, we're having Kanye cast. With Yay. me, I have... Jake Doolin. And Dalton Martin. And I am Chase Streetman. And we are ready. The Life uh, of Pablo uh, just came uh, out. Uh, I'm pretty uh. sure we all really liked it. Yes. Yes. Now, I let's, now, Jake is... I'm not so sure about Dalton, but I know Jake would allow Kanye to murder someone and be okay with it. So we're going <laughs> to hand it over to him. I will explain a little bit of the backstory of this. So... Last year, we get confirmation. Kanye's coming out with a new album, his his newest since 2013's Yeezus. He's been kind of quiet. He hasn't done any features. He hasn't done a lot of stuff. A lot of people assumed that was his last album. They thought, he's moving on to, to uh, fashion. He's moving on to his shoe line. He doesn't have time for music, whatever. But he's like, no, music's still my, my passion. I'm coming back with music. So we don't hear anything the whole year. We get like one single called Only One, which is for his daughter, um, and we get the... Four or five seconds with Rihanna, which I didn't like the four or five second song, but only one's just really sweet because it's about his daughter. Yep. And then the beginning of this year, he's like, I'm, it's coming out in February. And we were all like, oh man. And yeah, he announced it on New Year's Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the first title was um, So Help Me God, which, as far as album titles go, that's pretty killer. That is a really killer title. And everyone was like, okay, cool. And then he switched it to Swish in all caps. Which, which that was definitely the worst of the two names. I kind of like it, no, it's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. But between "So Help Me God" with the content that's on the album that we now know, "So Help Me God" was a better name. Yes, which is only relevant to like one song. Yeah. Yes, I figured, and it was one diss track that's not super great out of, compared to the rest yes. of the album. Plus, I figure "Swish" is the type of thing you name your album if you're gonna be like. The braggadocious. That's Swish to me is a braggadocious title. You know, it's it, full Kanye graduation bravado. Yes. Yeah. Which I was kind of like. Ugh. Then he switched it to Waves for which about. That's a, where I started hearing about this album. Actually, I heard at Waves. Yeah. That blew up. <laughs> yeah, that blew up because people are like, "Come on, you gave us two titles that we kind of really liked in Waves." People assume that he changed it to Wave because there's a wave emoji, and like that might seem silly, but a lot of rappers now are their titles are directly inspired by emojis. And <laughs> like who else? Um, you have Young Thugger with "I'm Up," which used a snake in a cloud because that was like the cover. Um, you had um, uh, Future with "Dirty Sprite 2," which he used like uh, the grape emoji um, to promote the whole album. You had Future with "Purple Rain," which was the umbrella emoji and rain coming on it. And then Emojis. the lesser known Gun album. <laughs> yes, <laughs> lesser known Gun album. Um, and in between him announcing he's going to bring the album out in February, he put out two tracks, Real Friends, which is on the album, and uh, No More Parties in L.A., which featured Kendrick Lamar and was really good and was supposed to be on the album until last week when it was taken off for some reason. I, which I, I don't get that. It, it's always weird, like, ever since Kanye got a Twitter, because you you rarely get that look into, like, an artistic, like, how, how an album's made. Because typically an album title changes a lot. We just don't hear about it. We hear the finished product we never hear like what's that analogy where it's like you don't want to see how the sausage gets made yeah you just want the sausage it because a lot of people were like you know come on every they're hearing kanye news every day pretty much <laughs> like he changed the album title he's you know 
you know, put these songs on there. And it's like, okay, every day there was a Kanye story. And I mean, down to the point where we found out the finalized set list yesterday. Yes. No, no, two days ago. Yes. Because Kanye finalized the set list two days ago. Yes. Which, again, that's not totally out there if you know, like, No, but it's just like, seeing that, it's just like, wait, really? That's how that happens? It makes people worry because they're like, oh, up to the last minute he's doing things. And the last I heard on Twitter, I can't confirm this, but the lyrically that he has references up till last week, which is which is interesting to hear because I mean, you know, the fact that he's referencing something like that is that could be kind of bad or good depending on how you look at it because you know up to up, he knows the album's coming out, um, and it did came out today. Um, it's not out out yet. Um, people it premiered. St- it premiered today, which. It, I've never heard of another artist doing a CD premiere in a stadium. Yeah. No. That's that's fascinating. That is fascinating. And uh, in, in terms of what I, I got from his tweets and what I think his reasoning was, he wanted to have a listening party for everybody. Yeah. Typically, listening parties happen, like, with music journalists, and you go to, like, a hotel, and everyone's, like, you know. But that's not Kanye. Kanye no. gets Madison Square Garden and streams it to the whole world. And then, you know, also shows off a video game. Um, at your <laughs> CD release party and fashion show, you know that 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 blew my mind. Like I was yeah. like, really, we're in a video game too. There's a lot of things during this whole stream. Before, before we get to the music, because that's obviously the point of this whole yeah. thing. Was anyone else off put by the fashion aspect? It was because uh, it just made me. Because I was watching the stream, and I wish I hadn't been because it was 45, 50 minutes of just looking yes. at models standing rank and file, looking on, looking so sad. Um, on Twitter, some one of the models posted the rules for modeling that they were given, and the rules were you were not allowed to look in the camera, smile. Um, you were allowed to move, which I don't know why not a lot of them were moving. Some of them were smoking. I saw that. Yeah, I kind of figured that like. It was scripted who was moving because so few people did. Yeah. And now hearing that, it sounds like maybe they were worried that if they moved, they would mess up one of the other things. I think so because, um, yeah, you 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 were supposed to move, I think. But, like, yeah, if everybody was moving, that would have been just, like, chaos. So I think certain people moved. Some people sat down. Some were smoking. Some were um, – So, you... wait, was the one woman walking around in the black fur, was that not a scripted thing? That was Naomi Watts. Um and uh, like no Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Naomi, Naomi Watts is a is an English actress. Yes, Naomi Campbell. <laughs> that was Naomi Campbell. Um, and I think she was just there for a minute, just like you know. I think Kanye had like a she. He really likes her, so obviously she he she would be in his fashion show, okay. but probably not for the whole thing. Like I doubt Naomi Campbell's so high up, she, she, you can't make her stand there in heels for like. As long as he made those other people stand. Yeah, her moving kind of like made the focus of like go to her automatically. Just mm-hmm. like just watching people just stand there, and then I don't see how they did it because like with the music going on and you just like no emotion, just there. And I'm like, how? It's, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like it's two separate things going on because you have Kanye and his his friends like like you know, jamming, yes. jamming, and then you have like <laughs> them. the them stoic ju- face. You know, they were the human equivalent of radio silence. Yes, the fashion though. I've followed his his fashion thing. I obviously I've never been able to buy any of his fashion stuff because. What do you mean you didn't buy that torn sh- uh, long sleeve tee for six hundred dollars? That always makes me laugh. The the Nike thing where he's like, I left Nike because I want to make I want to make clothes that's more affordable. Okay, so the Nikes were thirteen hundred dollars. The Adidas's are eight hundred. Okay, you cut the price somewhat, but eight hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. 
is not bringing it to the to the masses. It's you not know? bringing it to the people. The people who are going to throw down $800 for a pair of shoes are the same people who throw down 1300 Yes. There's yeah. not a <laughs> distinction there. And the clothes, to me, have not changed that much. They all look like he's trying to do, like, a apocalyptic, like, post-apocalyptic. All brown. All brown and, like. Well, it's the whole Urban Decay style, but made in kind of a 90s African-American culture yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, a lot of bodysuits for women, lots of um, long coats for men. Um, but the, I, the thing, I, I mean, I like it, but it hasn't changed. Over the course of the three Yeezy seasons, they've all been the same color, same style. Like, typically, I don't know much about fashion, but I've, I like watching a lot of Project Runway. And on that show, like, you see that the seasons, they change the style of clothing. There's different things that are in, whatnot. But I guess when you're Kanye West, whatever you put out is in, so. Yeah, it's really kind of an interesting thing because we don't see a whole lot of pop culture icons becoming fashion icons. No. So it's like when you already have a following like that, whatever you make becomes the thing. Yeah. Okay. He, he could do, yeah, anything with that. And... So now let's talk the music. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I was like you. I tuned in early and... Personally, I was watched a blank stage for forty-five minutes. Watched a blank stage for forty-five minutes for the longest time, for like a good solid twenty minutes. I thought I missed it and didn't realize it started at four because, like, for a good solid twenty minutes after four, it was just like the crowd shots, and I'm like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> I was nervous too getting in because I kept getting the buffering, and yeah. I was like, oh please. I thought for sure that they hadn't just like cut the audio and that I just wasn't getting it. Oh, that I was panicked. <laughs> yeah, I was panicked. Like once we got to like the four twenty mark, which they said it was going to take twenty minutes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it started. Um, the it started like finally unbuffering, and I was like, okay, I figure title knows that they have to like put the stream out very well. They're going to at least get this working, even though I'm running in the lowest video quality. Yeah. I'm gonna at least be able to see this. That's all I want. Um, and it worked. I mean, obviously, I'm not a big fan of title. They don't really deserve any praise for getting the stream to work that well because they they, they suggested everyone work in the lowest video quality. Like when you when you're suggesting that to people. You know you screwed up. I mean, I was watching on mobile, so I couldn't select uh, video quality. So I was missing, like, 10 to 15 seconds of songs. Mm -hmm. But let's not bash title, because this is Kanye cast, and (laughs) we're going to talk about Kanye. Yes. So um, what I was going to say was I was getting – the whole day I was very nervous, because I didn't know. This is typically what's happened to me. I don't know how the next Kanye West album is going to be. Last year when Yeezus dropped, it was out of nowhere. It didn't have a cover. It was just, like – a CD, and you know, no one, no one even knew who was featured on it. No one knew who produced it, which is so weird nowadays. We we typically know everything when an album comes out. We know who produced it. We know who everything is. So that's one thing I was really excited for. I was like, who's going to be on this thing? Who's going to shock me? And the first song has um, it. He he said it was going to be like a gospel album, and that first track really made me see like what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the like sample and the like choir type vocals, and then Chance the Rapper, which I don't know if you guys knew who Chance the Rapper oh, Chance is. The yeah. Rapper. yeah. Chance the Rapper was on there, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like, that's an up-and-coming Chicago rapper you put on your album. Like, to me, that I love when rappers do that. Like, you know, I'm going to give you a, a chance to shine. He shined. He really did. I love that feature so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about that first song? That first song really gave me a good sense for what I feel like the rest of the album was. Like, in most Kanye albums, because... I say that having listened to <laughs> half of them. 
<laughs> because I heard graduation was like, wow, this is trash, and didn't listen to any more Kanye until this year. <laughs> yeah, and you just... tell me the good life didn't God, win you over. But um, <laughs> out of the albums I heard, it's mo- it seems to mostly be mostly um really upbeat, like really hard songs. Like that's how I would describe them, with a little bit of softness, like in um. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the opening two songs, I would say, are the soft songs of that whole album. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them kind of went harder. This one, the whole album felt softer with hints of hardness. Yes. Like, it, it was it was very weird. Mm-hmm. Like, the beats were very well picked out where, yes, I could totally see this getting some radio play, but, like, the subject matter and, like, the they weren't so hard where I feel like, you know, this would like get a crowd like absolutely jumping, but like it's enough where I can see people grooving to it, and mm-hmm. like it's good pop music, like it sounds like it, but then like it's not overbearing, and it's not you know there's certain songs on his last album that were just like so sonically just everywhere mishmash, and just it, it was kind of off putting. You, you got a bit of that with uh, some of the songs. I believe it was the third and fourth track. I really thought. Uh, really Freestyle em- 4 and mm-hmm. Famous, yeah. Yeah, really emphasized, like, dissonance in them, which was inter... Uh, Dalton, let's hear what you have to say about the first song before All we right. move on. So, for the first song, even for me, like, I was frantically trying to get the stream up and running in the first <laughs> place. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't even realize, like, when I heard the choir going on, I didn't realize that was actually, like, the song starting. But when I realized, I was like, oh, this is a very interesting, like, start to it all. I, like, like Jig was saying, I kind of like songs that, like, branch out from just, like, the typical stuff you hear on the radio nonstop. I kind of like when uh, artists experiment a bit. Yeah. And he actually did that quite a bit throughout the album, and it really impressed me because, like you, uh, I haven't really listened to a lot of Kanye. I really wasn't a fan of Yeezus, but after that, like, I haven't really heard much after him. Like, well, that was it after, uh, like, this is the yeah, yeah. This is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Heartaches. Uh, right, yeah, 808s. Yeah. Uh, that, I love that. That's like one of my favorite ones out of that. Mm-hmm. I think I was like one of the first ones I actually heard all the way of his. So this is a very good opening for me, coming off Jesus. Yeah. He, he's good at openings. Like, it's definitely, like, My Beautiful Darkest is Fantasy. You get, like, a feeling of what this is going to be about. And plus, he, it, it, they just feel epic. Yes. You know? When Nicki Minaj is doing the poem at the beginning of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, every single time, I'm like, I'm I get, I so get hype. hype I get about hype. this. <laughs> and, like, every one of his albums has such a good opener. And, like, they they just hype you up. But, like, you get a good feeling of what's going to what's gonna happen. And it, go, it kind of goes into the next song, uh, The Father Stretch My Hands. Oh, my God. I loved, loved those tracks. Or track. I'm still not sure if that's separate tracks. I think it's one track. Um but just spliced together, yeah. like, with a clear... Because it's like that Kendrick Lamar track, Dying a Thirst, where it's, like, two songs, but, like, yeah. yeah. But wh- why did you like it so much? I, mean, I don't know. Like, um, I just... I feel like that song... We had a conversation about this very recently. I can't remember if it was on a podcast. We had a conversation about how Kanye has the sense of... He knows that he's a giant dick, but he's getting better mm-hmm. and he's trying. And that song, that that I really got that feeling from it, and it like really hit me hard. Like you said, the first song really hit you hard. Father, I stretch. Father, um, father, stretch my hands. That just mm-hmm. it really got to me. And if you guys, you guys aren't that as into the Kanye verse as I am. We're aware. Um, <laughs> no one is. 
he has not talked about his father in any songs that I can remember. Um, his mother is someone who's featured in a lot of his songs. And mm-hmm. um, his father kind of, you know, left when he was younger. And I, I, he, I believe he has re, like, built that relationship. So that hearing that, that's, like, one part of his life that I don't think a lot of fans even knew about that much. But, like, hearing that, like how open that was I was really like surprised and I really like that song a lot um what about you Dalton did you like that one I was gonna say another thing about this album is you know Kanye's got that stereotype of him just being a giant egomaniac Mm -hmm. as Chase said a dick as well uh it's I think there were a lot of times throughout like this whole album he like references himself and just kind of like breaks himself down and says like what his issues are and like he said he's building himself back up which fixing his issues and I love that when artists does that because they can like they speak from their heart because that's they're finally understanding things i, like I love that when kanye does that yeah because for me one of the big things that really sold me on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was seeing moments of insecurity that weren't guarded mm-hmm. like that was the thing that really sold me and this album you really see him being like these are the problems i'm gonna work on these yeah like, and it's someone who's you know seven albums deep into their career uh, you can chart his progression too like if you listen to all of them you can see how he's grown as a person and he, i mean like you don't have to you can just his public persona and the way he is portrayed in like his music is completely different and like seeing uh how he's grown has always been like an interesting thing to me like i have hope that he's going to be a good person because i feel like part of me that likes kanye so much is that that's the thing i connect with him the most like i used to say like it's the bravado i, I like the you know the fact that he's you know so sure about himself but I think as I've grown up, the thing I like about him the most is that he's as like insecure as I am about a lot of things. And it's refreshing to see someone like, I don't know, at his level dealing with stuff that I I, I deal with all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the next song, Freestyle 4. Uh, I don't remember this one that well. I remember I liked the beat. Uh, you like liked my tweet about the beat. That's why <laughs> I remembered it. Um, but I... I, if I can place like what was happening during this song, I think I liked it more once I hear it again. Uh, do you remember Freestyle 4? This was one that I couldn't especially appreciate because of the quality of the stream. I mm. kept cutting in and out, so I couldn't really get a sense of continuity throughout the song. Do you remember it, Dalton? Remind me which one that was. It's a, it's like um, the Swiss Beats. Uh, uh, see, I, 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 the stream kind of ruined that one for me because yeah. like, um, the beat was really good, and from what I could tell... The lyrics were really good, but I, I, it's not connecting with me like the other ones are. Yeah. Um, so should we just move on to famous and start, unfortunately, having to talk about the bad well, stuff? Well, yes, we have to. <laughs> big <laughs> positive, I will say for famous, Rihanna really did really good on the hook. I did yes. not like her last album, and I, I'm kind of like last album being the very, very most recent. The album, very, very most anti. recent one, I, and I've never been like that big of a Rihanna fan, but I really liked her on the hook on this song. Um, okay, so here's the thing. For me, this song, this is where the album started picking up pace. This is where the album started to have songs that I could see getting radio play. Because mm-hmm. getting played at clubs. Just... Yeah, let's be honest. No, no one's going to play ultralight beams on the radio. No, no, no one's going to do that. No. That's not because it's bad. That's because it's not a radio song. Yeah. No. This was the first song I thought, okay, I could see this on the radio, and I was getting hype. I was getting into it. The beat was great. The lyrics were great until yes. 
Kanye, let the Taylor Swift thing go. Mm-hmm. Please. And in such a gross way, too. Yeah, like, for sure. I like think as soon as that, like, everyone heard that, Twitter blew up. It's like, really, Kanye? Like, people were going nuts over it, and people were reacting. It was just, some people were like, oh, I can't believe you just said that, too. Like, that's disgusting, man. It, 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 it the worst thing I think it could, I, I, I'm so angry about this. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I want to say it like this. Basically, I feel like he put that in there to get a reaction, and mm-hmm. that makes me so angry because I'm like, you knew like what kind of reaction you're gonna get, and you know he probably thinks it's hilarious. I know like I'm gonna see a, when I go on Twitter tonight, there's gonna be a bunch of memes and stuff. Like that line specifically sticks out to me as like this is a line that you know I I want people to because like it was like on Jesus when he's like hurry up with my croissants, you know that was a, that was a line that you you know he emphasized because he wants you know people to make memes about yeah. it or like talk about it. So uh, th- that one reminded me very much of um, the line from I think it was Gorgeous that was choke a South Park rider with a fish stick, yeah. where it was just like, Kanye, it's been it's been yeah. six to eight years. Yeah. Can't get over this yet. And to make the bold face claim that you made Taylor Swift famous, discounting everything, she had two albums come out before that happened. She you know she okay. won that and award she, that he interrupted. If, if we're talking in terms of pop culture taylor swift had not exploded yet yeah yeah she was taylor swift had self-titled album which everyone saw potential in Mm -hmm. and fearless which everyone saw more potential in but it was still country so no one likes it yeah Yeah. (laughs) i i I, i'm just like like i I mean i get where he's coming from on that but it's kind of a direction of causality thing yes like i'm the only reason you're famous that's like you could say something like, you know, our our interaction was something like that boosted both of us, you know, popularity wise. Because at that point, Kanye had put out graduation, and I think a lot of people were like that. It was popular, but like, kind of, it seemed like he was on a downslope creatively. And both of them, I think, afterwards, she came out with "Speak Now," he came out with "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," which I would argue are both of their best albums. Yes, mm-hmm. so. Bold claim, not a good way to bring it out, I don't think. it. Yeah, did it ruin the song for you, Dalton? I wouldn't say it necessarily ruined it, but it was a rough spot. And mm-hmm. going back to what I said, like, that was the first moment. I was like, dang it, Kanye. It's like, I thought you were growing up, man. And then that dropped. I'm like, mm, second thoughts now. I don't know. See, my problem with it is I wouldn't say it ruined the song for me, but that's all I remember about the song yeah. now. Yeah, that's, it sticks out. And, like, I guarantee that was intentional on his part. To like, but why? It, like, why not? Yeah, why? why not throw it into another song that's maybe like less, like grabs you less? Because that one, I was all in yeah. on mm-hmm. that song, and then that happened. It's like I just had to, like, while the song was going on, I'm trying to focus on the song, and I just have to keep rolling that line over in my head. Like, did that really just happen? Yeah. And the weird thing is, though, I thought like years ago, or maybe it was just a year ago, they like. They like oh bygones be bygones we're friends now it's all good they are this yeah. happened I, I I have no idea why he, that line is in there like they're friends she's gone to like multiple concerts of his been photographed yeah like, hanging out with him I'm just um, I'm interested to know how Taylor reacts because if that's like somehow some in between them thing cool whatever who cares yeah but. In terms of making that a listening party and all of us hearing that at the same time without any context, eh. yeah, it's like you know, we have nothing to, nothing to go off of. And the way you felt about that, uh, famous is the same way I felt about headlights, where the line about Ray J and Kim. Yeah. Okay, catch me up on this. Okay, so the song is uh, really I I thought really good. Um, 
uh, it has Young Thug on the hook. It, we're giving you the highlights. We're giving you the highlights. That's like the hook. And he's just talking about like highlights in his life, highlights things he's done. And then he goes on this one one line thing where he's like, "Me and Ray J. Ray J. is Kim Kardashian's old boyfriend, the one he she made the sex tape with." Okay. And he's like, "Me and Ray J. You know, we both oh, dated." Oh God, yeah. yeah okay, now, yeah. I get it now. Now, now you get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I heard that line and I was like, I don't, I don't really know what's going that on. That and calling her an expletive. To me, I was like, okay, that is the wife of your child, not like a few feet away. How much respect do you have for this woman? You know, I mean, you say you're saying that now, but he did the same thing in Bound Two. I, 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 I know it was less. I don't know. That song bugs me too, because it's like, you, you, this is your wife, the the mother of your child. You know, Kim Kardashian, as much hate as people give her and stuff, you know, I, I respect her in some ways, and in other ways, I don't. And like she's a good she's business a good, person. She's a good she's a good match for Kanye yeah. because they're both like you know there are certain things I like about I like Kanye a lot more than Kim Kardashian. But I can see why people are so into Kim Kardashian and whatnot. But that just that just rings so like awful to me. Like you know if it was me in my position and and my you know spouse came out with like that line against me, I would, I would be hurt. It was kind of cringeworthy when I first heard that. It's like he's not going there, is he? Like he is. He yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Mm. It just rubs me wrong. Like why? It's like when he said, "Like it's like I know he hit it first, and it was like, no, why? <laughs> yeah, like why does that matter to you? You know, it's like, but what? we're friends now, so it's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, that's just one of those masculinity things that always gets Kanye. Like that, if one thing trips him up more than anything, it's masculinity and like trying to appear super cool. When arguably, I'd say so. Yep. The the best songs he has are the most uncool songs. The one where he's really. Letting his heart out, you know, speaking his mind, you know, letting his uh, flaws show. Not the ones where it's like, you know, I'm indestructible, whatever. Like, I, I get the fact that he needs those songs because he needs to build build himself up. But, like, I don't think anyone will argue that those songs are better than, you know, an ultra light beam is better than a, a headlights. No matter how much I like both songs, you know, I'm, I'm going to gravitate towards the one that I I, I connect to in that way. Um, he did name drop Amber Rose though, at least I don't think. Yes, well, yeah, thank but that's goodness. because that happened. Like the big thing happened so much more recently. Yeah, <laughs> thank still, like, God. Even then, like that's been like how long, and he's still attached to that. So I was like, when's that happening? Yeah, yeah. thank goodness, because Amber Rose definitely does not need someone bashing her either. Because like it's been so long. Yeah. Why are you on these things? Like, yeah, I feel bad for Amber Rose because like really, she has to deal with Wiz Khalifa and Kanye West bashing her all the time. And, like, thankfully she's taken it and, like, turned it, you know, turned built a feminist organization out of it, done multiple slut walks. Like, Amber Rose, you know. And she's not afraid to bare her teeth. Like she's No, like, she's not afraid to bare her teeth. She's, um, she swings back for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I, I respect for her, and I'm, I think that he realizes that he's not going to. Not win that fight. <laughs> he's not going to win that fight. Hopefully. 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 Yeah. Until, um, like, a year down the road happens again. <laughs> yeah. Um, feedback, that was the one where it was. Kanye. What if Kanye made a song about Kanye and how much Kanye loved Kanye? That <laughs> cracked me up. Yes. L- let's see. Wasn't what was the final line? What if I loved you like Kanye loves Kanye? Mm-hmm. Something like that. God. That was so corny, but I loved it. Like, but it fits. What was the line? Cracked me up. I think it was in feedback too, where they had the line where it's like, "It's I know it's corny. You wish you could unfollow me." You know it's corny. You wish you could unfollow me. Like, 
that's totally how I feel. Like that's my favorite Kanye is the corny one, the one that like yeah I the, when he was beefing with Wiz Khalifa, my favorite tweet between them two was like uh, you wear like high waisted pants like what. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, he's like I'm gonna tell I'm like I'm gonna tell my designers that you wear high waisted pants, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> really? That's hysterical. That's so co- like yeah, so corny, but like that's the thing I remember the most. About. Oh, out of those twenty tweets he sent, that was probably one of the most hilarious ones. Yeah, where it's like, you know, he that's something like a dad would say to like someone like your pants are corny. Um, <laughs> I would. Going back on highlights, I want to say like there was one line that really stuck out to me um, as someone who's listened to Kanye a lot, a lot and it's um, where he says, talk to my son like an idiot, I'll slap you or something like that. That's a direct reference to one of his first songs he came out with where he talks about how teachers talk down to him and he didn't know why people were talking down to him. Like they would say like, you know, oh, you speak so well. And he didn't know why people were talking down to him and he just assumed he was um, stupid. So he didn't like pursue academic things because he was like, people already have this assumption about me, whatever. And hearing like, if you talk to my kid like that, I'm gonna, I know what I know what this is. I'm gonna slap you. Like, I I like that line a lot. I like the. It reminded me a whole lot of all of the lights. Yes. That that really made me think about that. Mm-hmm. That line really gets me. Like, yeah. uh, like that one was one of the ones where, like, um. Let's see. I said, um, "Father, stretch my hands." That mm-hmm. one got me. Like that part of highlights. That I was like, that, that's... "You go, Kanye." Like, mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. It's a good, good. You know what's going on, and you you can step up and that slap was like, somebody. <laughs> I I like righteous anger, Kanye. Mm-hmm. I I dig that so much. Um. Then we move into fade, which which might not be this. That is the Nike song. Oh, <laughs> Nike song. <laughs> yes. Um. Where he later apologized to Michael Jordan and tried to invite him to the premiere. <laughs> yes, um, on Twitter, um, he uh, posted a uh, like back and forth between his like publicist and he's like, "Please invite Michael Jordan." She's like, "Michael Jordan said no," and he's like, "Okay, invite Hulk Hogan and every awesome wrestler." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? That was thing. No, no, yes. it, it, it was the other way around. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, it was the other invite way Hulk Hogan and every awesome wrestler. Oh, also invite please please invite Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan declined. Okay, invite these rappers. <laughs> please invite these rappers. So that makes like the whole situation that played out during the stream even more hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What like, situation played out during the stream? All right. So around the time he was, uh, was it before or after he started that song? And everyone just like f Nike, f Nike, mm-hmm. and then it's like, and then it's like. And everyone just started like F Jordan. He's like, no, 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 respect Jordan. I was talking <laughs> to um, Dalton before you got in here. That that song also was made in um, retaliation against a Drake line that Drake put out recently, where Drake said, "I have a bigger pool than Kanye West." Which, again, why are you mad about that, Kanye? Kanye starts beef over the littlest thing. That's why. That's why it starts off with Yeezy just jumped over Jumpman because Drake has a song called Jumpman. He's jumping over Drake, and like. Recently, in an interview with, um, I think, Spin or something, he's like, I actually own three pools, and combined, they're bigger than Drake's pool. Like, are you really that <laughs> that mad about Drake saying it's like, yo, big... I need to I need to buy another pool. It needs to be twice as big as I his. know how big Drake's pool is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because, like, out of like, if you don't know about that, you're you're assuming he's talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah, that that's kind of like one of the things about Kanye. It's either you're you you know stuff going in, or like you find it out later. Because he's not too good at like just spelling it out like in the song itself. But I mean that's okay. Cause like um I am not like deep into the culture like Jake is. Like like I'm like very surface level finding out about rap and then like going deeper just based on connection. I knew about the whole Jumpman song thing. <laughs> I knew about that. Like yeah, 
<laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, that the whole like pool thing really made me laugh because I'm like, it's another thing that, of course, he would get mad about someone saying he has a bigger pool than you. <laughs> um, you like the next song a lot though. I F-M-M. loved FML. Please talk so about much. This. Please talk about. I this. just like um what Dalton was saying about uh which song was it um crap Ultra Light Beam. Ultra. I don't. I I can't remember already. What I say about it, I can probably tell you. The songs, the song about just um, acknowledging all of his faults. Oh, that was like uh, the uh, first one. Ultra Light Beam. Yeah, Ultra yeah. Light Beam. I just, that was, it was simultaneously an absolute banger, and then it was like that insecure Kanye I'm all about. The hook was really good. Um, yeah, like, oh my god. I, I don't know, I don't know if it was The Weeknd or The Dream singing it, but it was one of those two guys, and I, I that... I like the verses a lot, but that hook like sold me, and I was like, "Dang, you made like a banger that also made me feel." Yeah, like if there are, if there's, I'm gonna say if there's two songs I'm gonna keep coming back to on this album, it's probably Real Friends and FML, but mostly FML, because yes. oh my god, we have not. Um, I forgot who was featured on a couple of these songs. Um, it should it should be made clear we're looking at the um. The yeah. set list that he, like, that he tweeted out. and wrote in it red has Sharpie. no features, so I'm trying to remember everyone that I saw and heard. So like, yeah, it was either the weekend or the dream that was featured on that song. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. That that one stood out to me as like, okay, this is um, after uh, fade, which I like, but I didn't love. Uh, I loved going in this one. I was like, I love this so much. Like, mm-hmm. That was the last one I was able to watch on the stream, and I, it was a pretty solid ending. Yes. Um, the next one, Real Friends, that's a song that's been out for a while. I've loved that song. I've returned to it multiple times. Um, that's To me, that's quintessential first two albums, Kanye. Uh, just re- a problem that really only he has, but he makes it so like you kind of understand it. Like, I know, I, um, It reminded me a lot of, I can't remember who was featured on it, but it reminded me of Monster, the bit about um, all the people who rose up on someone else. Oh, Jay-Z? But yeah, that was Jay Z's bit. Okay, yeah. yeah, it reminded me a whole lot of that uh, feature, and that was that's a good thing to remind me of. Yes, <laughs> not the beginning of the feature where he's like zombie ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. Oh come on, that's ram- sick too. It's good, but like <laughs> people always trash it because it's right before the best feature on the entire album, Nicki Minaj's monster feature. Yeah, okay. So people, yeah. People I was about to say, I thought you were about to say Jay-Z's right there was the best feature, like the next couple lines he, no, no. Nicki. Yeah. Um, but I love the line about his uh, cousin in the laptop. That's, <laughs> that made me laugh because um, that actually happened. Wait, for um, real? That actually That's happened. That's hysterical. Uh, a cousin of his stole a laptop um, and actually created a Twitter account called Kanye's Laptop and Kanye had to follow that Twitter account to find him. <laughs> Um, and the reason he didn't turn him into the police because he was his cousin and on the song that isn't featured on the album um, uh, No More Parties in LA he references the fact that him and that cousin still hang out he's forgiven the cousin which I'm like you gave him $250,000 to get back a laptop he stole and you're still hanging out with him I mean I guess but like that's something <laughs> that is it was that was like my favorite line off that song let and bygones be bygones I guess, I guess yeah you know, yeah, just keep the money. It was a fun adventure. You know, <laughs> you know I, I had to follow your Twitter account. Does that Twitter account still exists? I don't know if it still exists, actually. Kanye's laptop. <laughs> it was like, yeah, Kanye's laptop, and it was like a poorly edited image of Kanye with the laptop. <laughs> and it had all these beats and stuff on it, but Kanye just wanted it back. 
<laughs> Again, that's such a, a problem that like none of us will ever face. But it's like I I've had crappy cousins, and I, I um I, I get that. Well, they never stole your laptop to make jigs. <laughs> I I like what that song was going for too. Like um, Kanye is at, at a point where he's so famous, and you know that that idea of like your relationships change. Um, that I don't think that's been explored a lot in in a lot of rap music because I don't think a lot of people are at the same place Kanye's at where they can't. Explore the only that. thing I can think of is the song Drake had about no more new friends. That mm-hmm. one, that's about yeah. all I can think of. Because only certain people can make those type of songs. Um, like if you're yeah, you're either top at, you're either at their level where you can be one word name Drake and Kanye, mm-hmm. or you're a punk who's just pretending you're that good. Yeah, because like you. Uh, I don't want to, like, assume anything about anybody's life, but, like, certain things... You're listening to Watch the Throne right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. There are certain things on that album that are, like... like no one album. is ever going to deal with these problems <laughs> because no one lives like Kanye West. Yes. So, like, um, I just appreciate him, like, that song being so universal yet so, like, him. Because, yeah. like, yeah. You know, we've, we, you can relate that to bad family issues in the past. And, um... That leads into the final song, Wolves, which... Which I didn't hear the album version of. I've only heard the version that he premiered on SNL. Yes. With Sia and Vic Mensa. Which, poor Vic Mensa. (laughs) He was all hyping that last year. He's like, I'm going to be on Kanye's album. I'm so excited. And then he gets replaced (laughs) with arguably my favorite feature on the album, Frank Ocean at the end. Coming out of nowhere. Where have you been, Frank Ocean, for... Do you think this means his album's coming soon? Because, no, no, just just on the fact that he just brought the spotlight back on himself. Yeah. He did that in 2013, too. Yeah, and he said he was going to bring out something around then, too. Like, a, just a song in 2013. Didn't do it. He was on a Kanye West thing there. And but, he, okay, when was Frank Ocean's album? Frank Ocean's album, Channel Orange, 2012. Okay, see, that's one year difference. It has been three years since he has done anything to bring the spotlight on himself. I think this means that something's coming. It, I, people have always referenced the fact that last year he's like, I got an album coming out in June, but he didn't say what year June. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he announced that in February, and you're like, oh, this June? And he's just like, it's coming out in June. And then June came, and then nothing happened. And then people just got, people found out that he's like, yeah. Maybe it's next June. <laughs> it's, <laughs> June, I didn't put a date for a reason. So um, That's hysterical. Is like, uh linked to title or is he just he is not directly linked to title i would think if he was like he's they linked... always have like giant announcements and it's like out of the blue so who knows yeah uh kanye's not linked to title either he just title just bought the rights to stream mm-hmm. so um he, they're bo- frank ocean and uh kanye are on <laughs> <laughs> good music I'm sorry i can't get past the june thing <laughs> yeah i hope that's what happens like i would love to hear a frank ocean album in 2016 but i don't know the last thing Frank Ocean did that I can remember is that him and he beat up Chris Brown because Chris Brown parked. Thank you. Well, Frank Ocean parked in a parking space. Chris Brown walked up to him, said some uh, derogatory things about him, and said, "That's my parking space." And Frank Ocean just beat the crap out of Chris <laughs> Brown. Um, so he did come out with a song about that, which is a really good song about like uh, you know he didn't want to beat up Chris Brown, but like he didn't really give me a choice. You 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 know, used derogatory slurs towards me. You were shoving up on me. I did what I had to do, and I and I won. I beat, yeah, I won. So, well, I mean, I feel like 
there's probably a little bit of him that was like, this is coming to you. I feel like, yeah, this is, it's like when, um. Because Chris Brown can't do crap to anyone who's not, who actually is, you know, a real a person who is a threat to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's it's, all, he's all talking free. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like when, um, Leonardo DiCaprio beat up, G- uh. Justin Bieber. Okay, is that real? Yes, that's because I keep going. I keep hearing contradictory stuff. Well, it was Orlando Bloom who beat up Justin Bieber. Leonardo DiCaprio told him to do it. <laughs> yeah, See, that's that's what I was hearing. I heard that Justin Bieber was being a massive prick at a club, and Leonardo DiCaprio was like, "Someone should beat him up," and Orlando Bloom beat him up. Yeah, Orlando Bloom took that upon himself and was okay, like, "That's just like something. It's like that sounds like a great story just over here. Just like, hey, I really hate this. Can you do this for me, please?" Because <laughs> like the thing that I heard about it wasn't that it was just like he beat him up. Like he leapt over a couch to punch him. Yes. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was also invited to the thing. If you look at the Twitter, his yeah, text conversation, I saw that. he wanted to invite Leonardo DiCaprio and Mike Tyson. Yeah, all... he he wanted to invite the weirdest group of people. Okay, yes. when he's like inviting Hulk Hogan and like all the famous wrestlers, like what? Wrestling has a big connection to rap music, if you can yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, so it, uh, it weirds me out. Yeah, uh, I don't know why Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's pretty universally hated because he's yeah. Too... Um, a lot of people this is just a minor thing about rap music that's interesting to me Hulk Hogan in the 80s was like don't do drugs be nice to your mom eat your vitamins eat, eat your vitamins you know don't hit people that don't ask to be like aren't in wrestling he did all of those things yep. he did Good drugs Christian values he was abusive towards his mother abusive towards his wife the, Ric Flair you know as bad as Ric Flair is like he was a guy who was just like you know what have a good time don't hurt anybody do you and, like, that's why Ric Flair is looked upon, like, so coolly. Like, he wore fur coats. He walked in with a pimp cane. Um, he, you know, had a chalice. You know. Th- that's all you need. But, but he, he honestly lived to what he was talking about. He wasn't, like, Hulk Hogan lying about it. No. So that's why Hulk Hogan. I don't know why Hulk Hogan was invited. Probably just because he's going to destroy Star Gawker. power, I guess. He's going to destroy Gawker. That's why. <laughs> what? Hulk you Hogan's, didn't know about that? Hulk Hogan's suing Gawker, and if he wins, like it effectively gone. destroys Gawker. They, they will. What's he suing them over? Uh, he um, leaked a sex tape. They leaked, uh, yeah. a, they leaked a sex tape of him. Uh, basically, they, they, they stole footage from a hotel. Yeah, that's a strong basis. Yeah. This is so, about like a year And Gawker making... does deserve to be destroyed, but... It's slowly uh, happening anyway, so... Well, they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. But Hulk Hogan. Of all people. I never expected he would be the one to strike the first blow in saving the internet. <laughs> yes, Hulk Hogan of all people, lend him your energy for his battle against Gawker. Um after the stream, just back to the stream real quick. Uh they played like two songs and then Kanye just handed the aux cord over to whoever wanted to play. But then he 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 had like a little bit where he talked about um how uh difficult it was like going into fashion um because of uh they don't want to work with a rapper and I know what that means. Like go, again, yeah. I, I, Fashion's a very high elitist yeah. group of people. It's mm-hmm. very Northern European. Yes, and it was a he. Fashion has been a passion of his since his first album when he. Jake, brought, are you a rapper? <laughs> 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 well, thankfully, fashion has. Thankfully, changed. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, no. Fashion has changed for him because it used to be polos and uh, khaki shorts was uh, what he wore on his first album, and. Thankfully, that's not what he pursued when he got it's like in. like the 2000s style, man. <laughs> yeah. But then again, if you look at me at pictures when I was in high school, I was wearing polo. Exactly. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you big I, Kanye nerd. I was. I wanted this. 
when he first came out with his shoes that were a thousand dollars, I was like, can we get like knockoffs, like and just like paint them red? Because his the thing about Kanye, his shoes were all red, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But you can't find all red shoes anywhere. So I was like, I'll just buy like a pair and just spray paint them red. And I was like, no, that's gonna look lame, and everyone will know. Then <laughs> 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 I did that, and I was like, oh, I would, I would rep most. Like mistakes were made <laughs> from in my beautiful dark twist fantasy area. He weren't. A red like velvet suit, and the red shoes, and uh, in a uh, like uh, a chain, and like that to me was the coolest thing. In the I world. remember Please that tell image. me you bought a velvet suit just for I that. would totally wear a velvet suit <laughs> if I could afford one. And like, I knew I wouldn't get beat up at school for wearing a velvet <laughs> suit. <laughs> Let's clarify: you wouldn't get beat up by school children. Yeah, for my you, velvet suit. Yeah, because <laughs> if you wore it now, I would still expect a group of seventh graders to beat you up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sad that he's dropped the whole leather skirt thing. That was that, that was a big thing for a while, and he was uh, gonna it's bring total it. baller move too. That is a total baller move, and I'm surprised like he didn't keep up with it because I, for a while there, people did bring a lot of rappers did take it up. Young Thug has a, is coming out with like a line of skirts now, so like he inspired like a bunch of people to do that. That's mm-hmm. a minor thing doesn't get talked about very much, but like he totally did cool, should. It totally should. It was a cool thing he did, and he didn't you know break gender rules. Yeah, do it. Exactly. Um, I really want to hear this this album by myself now, though, like outside of the stream. Without skipping. Without skipping. Just cutting w- out. Ugh. Without cutting out, without um, – and I can l- look and see who's all the features, and I can rewind. Without accidentally watching Melancholy Models. Yes. It's probably going to be in like 10 times better quality, too, so you get like what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the cover? I guess we can talk about that, and I want to talk about the title just real quick. It's so, eccentric. I like the cover. I, I like it, too. It, just, it threw me off when I first saw it. I was like, huh, that's interesting. The leaked cover I sent you this morning, as soon as I saw it and sent it, I was like, you know what? That's too typical. Like, that's, that screams to me something that people would just assume that Kanye would do. Yeah. It, w- he, it looked too immediately like my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Mm-hmm. And people so want him to go back to that, that era. I do. That, like... Like, I want him to grow, but I also want him to make another one of that album. I like it a lot. Like, um, So that image at the bottom uh, left corner is that... We don't know who that is. <laughs> it's just a random image. No, I assume it's his family. I would have thought it was his family. I was like, but if it's like a stock photo of just... I wonder if it's a family or the Pablo that it, the, the title Which is are not to. mutually exclusive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but who do you think the Pablo is referring to? Because I have my own theory... About who it's referring to. I'd rather hear your theory to start because I really got nothing. Okay. Two things that I thought of. The two most famous Pablos of the modern era are Pablo Picasso and Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Pablo Picasso, if you look up Pablo Picasso, he was referred to as the greatest artist of the 20th century by multiple people. As opposed to Kanye who refers to himself as the greatest artist of the the 21st 21st century. century. That makes sense to me. The Pablo Escobar thing, I really don't think that's what he's referring to. Pablo Escobar was like this. this Pablo Escobar was the drug lord. He's drug a drug lord. kingpin of like Mexico. Yeah. So. Of like all of Mexico. Yeah. Drug kingpin of Mexico, murderer, you know, oversaw hundreds if not thousands of deaths. General his... scum of the earth. Yes. I don't think that's what he's referring to. The only thing I kind of thought maybe he's referring to Pablo Escobar is, is there's like, there's an ESPN documentary called The Two Escobars, and there's these two guys named Pablo Escobar. One of them was a soccer player. One of them was Pablo Escobar, like the drug kingpin. I like that you're talking about the second Pablo Escobar, like he's knockoff Pablo <laughs> Escobar. Um, and the first one was a soccer player who, you know, 
donated like all of his money to like the people that he grew up with. He was generally like one of the nicest people around, uh, you know, did everything for the people he grew up around. And Pablo Escobar did everything to tear down the people he, he grew up around. He destroyed That's Mexico. That's a very interesting dichotomy that makes me believe in the possibility of evil twins. And the thing that makes me think, like, there's some Shakespearean re- reason behind, like, using their stories is they both died from outside forces. Pablo Escobar died by the government finally, like, coming in and just taking him out. And then knockoff Pablo Escobar died from? Uh, gang members killing him because he was making life too good for people. Yeah. Dang. So... Which- Thinking of that aspect, like that could make sense, but it'd be very, it's very. I feel like it's Pablo Picasso more than likely, but I feel like that 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 would work too because it's like those are like he's got this negative connotation to his name for some people, but like I'm I'm assuming he has he does a lot of good. Yeah, that's kind of overshadowed by the negatives. Yeah, it's like the dichotomy of like evil and good, and like really that doesn't exist in the world. It's not like things are either or it's not very many things happen like those dual pablos <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah life isn't like either or it's like and you know something or other so i don't know i feel like it's more likely pablo escobar but i thought oh that's kind of I, I just know about this documentary and i was like oh that'd be kind of a you know cool like dichotomy type thing but then then again going back to the uh, pablo picasso i mean him and jay-z are big in the art yes scene so that wouldn't be too shocking that that's who he's mentioning. Yes. Yeah. Pablo Picasso is a big like inspiration for both Kanye and Jay-Z. Jay-Z's last album had a whole entire song about Picasso, actually, and the fact that he bought some of his paintings or something. Um, and it's interesting because if you look at Picasso's periods, like because artists paint in periods. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to just – yeah. I'm going to say I am not the most f- fluent in art knowledge. I just know like what I've I've researched for this. I'm tangentially fluent. So uh, Pablo Picasso had like multiple, uh, what what are they called? Uh, periods. Yeah. Periods. Yes. And people were like, if you look at like Kanye's last three albums, they kind of fit into certain periods. Uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was he was painting like uh, I, I I don't know. I'll, I'll link you guys this and um, so you can look at it. But it's an, an interesting argument to like why Pablo Picasso would be like the feature. But I. One thing I, I'm surprised about, we didn't get really, like, the life of Pablo. Like, mm-hmm. There was no, like, song, like, dictating the life. Yeah, well, if, as best I recall, there was only one direct reference to Pablo. And the strangest thing is the song with Kendrick Lamar that's not on the album is the song that directly references Pablo, Picasso. Okay, so there are mo- so if Okay, so that song also had references. Yes. Okay. But it was omitted from the album. But it was omitted from the album. I wonder if it was just too direct, maybe. He wants it to be a little more... You know, think about it, because that that song pretty much like spells out what it is about. That it was Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. But by excluding it, I I don't know if he's changing it up or if he wants it to be more, which is interesting to think about. Um, I never would have thought that would be the title of the album. Yeah. I thought the title of the album was going to be "To Love Our People" or something like that. Then there's that one kid that just guessed it, and now he's set for life. Yeah. Okay. So what happened? What what was the deal? If you guessed the title, you get a free pair of Yeezys. And you get con- the tickets to the Madison Square Garden thing, um, which depending on where you live, you're not going to be able to go to the Madison Square Garden thing. But you thing, can but sell you, that. You, but you can, can sell say, that. Hey, I was there. You <laughs> will, strangely, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but instead of getting like tickets, what people got were raincoats that say Yeezy Season Three on the back and like had like barcodes and stuff on them. So like you, you got scanned in. You pretty much got scanned in, and then like you could take like the the coat off when you get in there. 
but <laughs> collector's item now. It is a collector's item. That's I, that's that's pretty. Cool. I guarantee, like, after this, I will go on eBay and look and see how much one of those things are going for because I guarantee they're they're already going out. I mean, they're cool you, jackets. Would you rather collect a ticket stub or a raincoat? Yeah. The raincoat. Yeah, you could wear that. You could wear the raincoat. I see. And those are one Kanye, of a kind. Kanye fans are funny about this kind of stuff because there's a whole um, music forum called Kanye Tuva that just just directly all the forum does is talk about Kanye, people on good music. And one of the most famous threads on that was um, a guy selling a bag of air from a Kanye concert for almost five hundred dollars. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> See what? Like at this point, like how much they ship? It wouldn't be like in the, like distant future. It's like you know what? Instead of ticket stubs, Yeezy shoes. That I, I would like the easy shoes as, as, as you know, uncomfortable as they kind of look. I would I want them, I, I, so I own something of Kanye West's. Because <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guarantee I don't think I'm going to get to that point where I'm going to. At least I kind of hope I don't ever get to that point where I'm just like eight hundred dollars on shoes. I got a spare cash. Yeah, get me some. <laughs> I don't know how he sells and he always seems to be giving them away. Like. um Famously, the first pair, he he was walking, and he saw Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle on the street, and they talked, and he's like, I really like your shoes, and he's like, just take them. <laughs> he just took his shoes off and handed them to him? Yeah, he gave Dave Chappelle his shoes. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, him and Dave Chappelle were, were really close friends, and he was just like, I'll yeah. probably never get to that level, because I have some, like, really big feet, so the odds <laughs> are, like, those shoes. Here, in go sail in them. <laughs> Kanye, you got shoes in my size <laughs> on your feet? <laughs> How would you know, man? How did you know? Got a size 12 and you a half bet right I here. I've been waiting for you all day. You know how to come through. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there anything else we really want to talk about um, in terms of this album? Um, what's everybody's general feelings? Did they like I it? I like it. Like, I liked it. I certainly enjoyed this album. I, I did too. Um, in terms of how I would rank it, it's definitely up there for me right now. It's better than his last album, which I've kind of soured on. I, I didn't like Yeezus that much. Yeah. The the moments where he's really hitting on something like New Slaves or Black Skinhead are completely diminished by songs like Blood on the Leaves or Bound 2. Yeah. Bound Blood two. on the Leaves to me, like, is one of those songs that just... He samples um, Nina Simone's Blood on the Leaves, which is a song about the uh, lynching lynch mobs. Yeah. And turns it into a song about, uh, like big butt Instagram girls and just tasteless. Like that's, that sample to me, like that song means a lot to a lot of people. It's a, it's a hard song to listen to and like blood on the leaves. And it's supposed to be like blood on the money or something. Like I like it when he twists samples a little bit, like on power 21st century schizoid man. Like that's a really good sample change or like on his first album, he has a song called through the wire and he samples a song called through the fire and he samples it to make it sound like wire that's a cool thing, but mm-hmm. like, blow on the leaves, like, really? You, I mean, use that sample, but use it for a song that, like, I don't know. Makes sense with it. Makes sense with it. Like, yeah. That's a song that, like, by doing that, you, you don't want to diminish its quality. Because that's, yeah. that's a, that's one of those songs that, like, will go down in history as, like, an important piece of media. Um, but yeah, his last album didn't do it for me. This one did it for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all excited. I want to listen to Ultra Light Beam really loud. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to Ultra Light Beam really, really loud. And I got misty-eyed when the first time I heard it. I'm just going to keep so listening to FML forever. The album is supposed to drop. Uh, people who got tickets will get a download code, I believe, today. So in about five minutes after that happens, the yeah, entire it, internet will have it. But as for legitimate sales, probably a day or two. Yeah. 
probably a day or two. Kanye West has not put out anything on vinyl. Uh, bootleggers have done it. Anything that has appeared with Kanye West vinyl has been bootlegged. So, minor thing, vinyl people out there like <laughs> me, don't ever buy a Kanye West vinyl. It's lies. It's lies. Um, but yeah, all, he mainly makes it through CDs and like iTunes sales. Yeah. So, um, I guess he's not like locking it behind title. <laughs> do you know what Ugh. other? This just came to my head. This would be like the last thing I mentioned. He's so good at like throwing away really good album titles because the name for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and I like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a lot was supposed to be good ass job. And huh. It was supposed to be the end of this set of albums. First one's College Dropout. Yeah. Second one's Late Later Station. Graduation. And then it's supposed to be like he got a job or like he's rapping is now his job. He doesn't have to worry anymore. Yeah. But I, I like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It fits. It's sketchy. Can I ask a real quick question? Yeah, hit us. What's your favorite album cover of Kanye West's? Favorite album cover? Watch the Throne. Ooh, okay. Watch the killer that's the, cover. Is that the one where he uh, collaborated with uh, Jay-Z? Yes. Yeah. That's interesting, but it's... It, mm, I'd have to say... I don't know. Actually, mine's Yeezus. I mean, Yeezy. <laughs> the, the CD? <laughs> <laughs> it's a CD. I don't know. I really like 808, pr- too. It's very simple, and but... I just kind of like how it's like a combination of just like the Mickey Mouse gloves and then like the paper mache mm-hmm. heart like ripping. So that's I like that. Plus, I just love that album. Mm-hmm. I I was gonna pick that one or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's so iconic. Just like the like painting, and then you just have that picture. That bold red picture frame. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen two versions of this. I've seen the pixelated There's... version, and then I've seen like the. Ballerina. There's five versions. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen three of those. Um, the pixelated version is just what comes on iTunes. It's it's Kanye having sex with like this. I don't know how to describe it. Like creature. Um, and then there's one with Kanye with a sword through his head, which is what his Twitter icon is. Yep. Then there is which that's a killer one. Yes, yeah. I like the ballerina because I feel like I don't know. Like I think that's like the universal one when people think of it. It's that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, like I would the say so. One a lot. Okay. All right. You want to take us out, Chase? Okay. So, this has been Kanye Cast, huh? 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 Oh, God. Okay. And that's it for tonight. This has been Dalton Martin, Jake Doolin, and Chase Streetman. This has been Button Mash. Good night. Woo!